the Bible Study Podcast, episode 777. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts a study of the book of Haggai. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. This is a fairly major transition in our study of the Minor Prophets because we've been dealing with prophets who are talking about the faithfulness or the unfaithfulness of Judah and of Israel and telling them if they didn't shape up, there was going to be consequences. We are now post-consequences. We are now in the Babylonian captivity and coming out the other side. The Babylonians have already been defeated. And so we're going to start in the second year of King Darius, King Darius, who is Persian. And the Persians are part of that group of people that defeated the Babylonians. And so if we were in the book of Daniel, for instance, the book of Daniel starts in Babylon and then ends up with the king of Persia. And so we're in that time period now. So the three remaining minor prophets, we've got three minor prophets left. We have 20 chapters and we should be finishing this. If I don't take any days off, January 5th of 2023. But first, let's do Haggai chapter 1, a call to build the house of the Lord. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat but never have enough. You drink but never have your fill. You put on clothes but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew and the earth its crops. I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains, on the grain, the new wine, the olive oil, and everything else the ground produces, on people and livestock, and on all the labor of your hands. Then Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord their God, then the message of the prophet Haggai, because the Lord their God had sent him, and the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. They came and began to work on the house of the Lord Almighty, their God on the 24th day of the sixth month. I'm going to stop there. I'm actually one verse short or half a verse short of the end of this chapter, but strangely enough, this chapter marker is in a weird place because we're starting a new thought. Uh, 
So I'm going to leave that for next week, which is, this is only a two-chapter book, so we'll do this in the second half. So I would have to think there are minor prophets who are rolling over in their grave when they see how the people respond to Haggai. Because there were a lot of prophets sent to Judah. There were a lot of prophets sent to Israel before the Babylonian captivity. And as a rule, the people didn't tend to listen. So what has changed? Well, one of the things that has changed is all of the prophets kept saying, but I'm going to keep for myself a remnant, the the set of people who were faithful. And so God has been doing some winnowing through Israel, and Israel is now a, a small nation, now a weak nation, but it, it is more faithful to God than it was before. So that's one thing. And the second thing is, of course, these are people who are coming out of this captivity. They are people who remember that the prophets had warned them and that they hadn't listened. And so for a while, at least, they're going to be faithful. Now, I say for a while, at least, I've been reading in my personal devotions through the book of Judges, and it's amazing to me how quickly people forget you know, Joshua, after Joshua dies and some of the other leaders, how quickly they forget and they start worshiping other gods. It, enough so that one of the early judges who is leading Israel is the younger brother of Caleb, one of the people who was going through the promised land. And so it's within a generation or it's, with, it's not even a generation later that people have forgotten. So it doesn't take people very long to forget. But, but the Jewish people have really not lost their faith in the same way they did in the days of Josiah, really after the Babylonian captivity. When Jesus comes around, he's going to deal with people like the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and the Pharisees are going to come out of this time, this intertestamental time, a little after this, as a reaction to the Babylonian captivity of trying to be faithful. We don't know exactly where we screwed up in terms of keeping the law, so we'll keep it even more carefully. And so that movement sort of continues. A lot of the rabbis today trace back to some of the early teachers of the rabbinical movement were Pharisees down back in the time of Jesus. And so really, we haven't seen the same kind of unfaithfulness, you know, serving other gods like we did up until that Babylonian captivity. And so it's great news that when the prophet is sent and says, now is the time and is sent to two specific people, to Zerubbabel and to Joshua, that they listen. And then when they're sent to the people, that they listen. And it's a good lesson for us. We shouldn't have to go through those difficult times to remember to listen to God, although sometimes we do. But really what's happening here is God is coming and saying, okay, you're forgetting about me already. You're already paying more attention to building your house, and it's time to build my house. It's time to restore that temple. And we know from the writings of the time period from Ezra and Nehemiah that when the temple is rededicated, that it's a smaller temple, a much smaller temple than the temple of Solomon that has been destroyed. There are those who remember this temple of Solomon who weep when they see it re when they see it rebuilt. But of course, Solomon built it during the height of Israel's power. And this is being built in really a low time. And so they don't have a lot that they can do. Uh, They don't need as big a temple. They're a much smaller and less geopolitically important country 
at this point. But it's time. The time has come to get this important work done. And I wonder in our lives, what is it time for? Is there something that God is calling us to do and we're too busy with our own lives to notice? It's a good question for us to ask ourselves, our friends, and of course our church bodies. What is God calling us to do at this time? Is there a great work that he has before us? And if so, have we started that work? And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have a question, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hey there, it's Nicole Eunice from the How to Study the Bible podcast, and I'd love to invite you to join us as we weekly discover a passage of God's Word together. From beginning to end, from principles to practicals, we are here to make sure that God's Word is powerful and relevant to your life. If that sounds like something you're looking for, I would love to invite you to subscribe. You can go to lifeaudio.com and search How to Study the Bible, and we'll see you there.